Hey, this is Scott from Who Cares About Men's Health. The episode you're about to listen to developed into two different themes. It was a very organic conversation, but I think it applies to a lot of men. And I want to be sure that you hang out long enough in case you are the second situation that we talk about today. So this is about two different guys who uh, are trying to lose some body fat. One has made some poor decisions over the past six months, had some stress in his life. That that would be me. Uh, And has some questions for nutritionist Thunder Julie Lee, who we have on the show, and also Dr. Troy Madsen. And then Mitch, who is producer of the podcast, he has a different situation. He's been doing the right things lately, but he is struggling to lose his body fat. And he's getting very frustrated and wants to know what he should do. So we talk about both of those things in this episode. So without further ado, here is this episode of Who Cares About Men's Health, and I hope you find it useful. You're listening to Who Cares About Men's Health, bringing information, inspiration, and a different interpretation of men and men's health. Got a good crew here today. My name is Scott. I bring the BS, the MD to my BS is Dr. Troy Madsen. Uh, We've got Mitch, and then we also have nutritionist Thunder Jalili. Thanks for coming together today, guys. This show is about my fatness. Uh, I've gotten to a point. I don't know if this if this has ever happened to you guys ever. N- not Troy. It never happens to Troy. It seems like Troy's <laughs> always got it. Yeah, right. But like, I don't know. Um, I was I was really good weight, and then the last semester of my masters came in January, and it just my exercise, my diet fell apart. I was stress eating Reese's peanut butter cups and just <laughs> anything. Like hand over fist, like I got the minis. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever done this. I got the minis because I thought like, oh, you know, I'll. It's not as much Reese's peanut butter cup as if I get the full size one, except for then you eat the whole bag of minis, which is more than. Yeah. So how so much anyway, weight are we talking here, Scott? Um, I'm 15 pounds up since January. Wow, that's impressive. That's respectable. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is how guys are supposed to talk about it. Not like, oh, that's concerning, Scott. It's like, whoa, <laughs> you're all man. <laughs> Good that's right. for you. Yeah. And I don't, it, this is another weird thing about it too. Like I knew that my weight was creeping up, but then like all of a sudden one day it, it just slaps you in the face with how bad it's become. And it, 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 it could be different things. For me, it was putting on a particular pair of pants that I had mm-hmm. apparently hadn't worn in a while. I'm like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And I got stuff hanging out. Like, Troy, do you have something like that? That's Have you had an experience like that where you just all of a sudden you're like, wow, this has gotten out of control? Yeah, I have. And I, I it was again, it was I, I've talked about it before. I, I had a stretch where I did put on a decent amount of weight, like about from where I am now is about 15 pounds more. And it was that kind of thing too, where the pants started feeling tighter and you just start to realize, you know, I was convinced that it was muscle weight, but then it became very clear that it was not muscle weight. So it was focused around your thick muscular core. Exactly. That's right. It's yeah. spilling out like a muffin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Um, but for me, it wasn't like, I, like I, I noticed it was coming on, but it, like all of a sudden, like one day, one day, it, it almost, I hate to say this snuck up on me because it didn't, but it did. Like, can anybody relate to that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I went through uh, something like that a few years ago too. Not quite 15 pounds, but I probably put about five pounds on and I'm not a big person. I'm somewhat (laughs) lean. So five pounds is very apparent and it did sneak up on me. You know, it's kind of the same sort of experience, shorts and pants fitting tighter. And I, you know, and I did the eye test in the mirror and I thought, yep, it's not muscle. (laughs) <laughs> what's the eye test in the mirror <laughs> what is looking at yourself <laughs> yeah when 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 my oh. stomach is starting to come over my my belt in different places yeah yeah 
So um, I just got back from a road trip too. And that was another kind of indicator. I put on this pair of jeans to go on this road trip and they were just tight and things were hanging over and I was uncomfortable just standing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm punishing myself. These are my punishment pants. You're going to wear this on this 600 mile oh, drive. today, no. <laughs> oh. And you're going to live with it. You put yourself here. You're going to live with it. So I drove 1200 miles total with my punishment pants on. <laughs> wow. Say, you should have just worn a corset or something. Just, just go, go all in, just pull everything in and just hurt. Yeah. Well, so anyway, um, I'm, I'm putting together a plan to kind of get rid of this. And I thought, you know what? I've learned a lot over the couple of years we've done this podcast. Um, I've, you know, this has happened to me before. I've yo-yoed in my weight before. Um, it's kind of an ongoing thing. Hey, can I ask a question, Scott? Yeah, absolutely. Ask as many as you want. It, it probably could make it more entertaining. Well, so you mentioned your weight has yo-yoed in the past. Is the 15 pounds within the realm of previous yo-yoing or is it new territory? I am not the heaviest I've ever been. I'm still 10 pounds shy of that. Okay. Um, There was one point where I was, you know, I'm 6'1". I was 190. I'm a skinny fat guy. So people don't notice it, but Mm. like I have a disproportionate amount of body fat. Uh, And I worked really hard to get that down and I was down to 165. Yeah. And uh, it snuck up again on me. You know, for the most part, if I if I put on some weight or lose some weight, it's, you know, it's a little less of a swing. But I'm I'm kind of constantly exercising and then not exercising, eating, you know, paying attention to what I'm eating and then not paying attention to what I'm eating. That's yeah. this has been a recurring thing in my life. Yeah. Well, I, I would say right off the bat that, you know, you're not alone. I mean, this is something everybody deals with from time to time. So I don't think there's any stigma against it. You know, it's just that it happens and then you deal with it. So I think you're doing the right thing. Scott, I am so glad that you're bringing this up because I am in a very similar boat. And um, hopefully we're not in that boat together because it ain't floating long. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's taken on water. (laughs) I know. Um, Yeah, I am at this moment in time heavier than I've been in maybe four years. And... Mm. um, it's not great. It's not great. And I think it's interesting that everyone assumed it was putting on muscles. I just assumed my dryer wasn't working or like overheating my clothes. <laughs> um, but washing machine. Yeah, I go right. to make sure that the heat is settings were correct. And that's not, you know, anyway. Um, but it's it's interesting because the struggle I had was very similar where I've been focusing. I've been having a lot of fatigue issues and been going to the doctors for the last year working on all this stuff. And um we got it under control, but during that, the, during the kind of rough times, both mentally, physically, et cetera, like I haven't, I wasn't putting on the pounds and I, you know, I eat pretty healthy, but like I, I need to get it off. So I'm excited to hear what your plan is. Yeah. Well, I haven't eaten healthy, so that's going to be part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Step one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've maintained some of my healthy habits, um, mm-hmm. like my, my breakfast that I eat that has a ton of vegetables. I still eat fruits. My problem, I think, truly was beer, um, sweets, Reese's peanut butter cups, and e- everything else. Uh, I think I was using it to get myself through this d- that difficult time of doing my master's project. Exercise completely fell by the wayside. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Now, the first thing, Thunder, is during this podcast and just some of the readings that I've done, eating is really the key to this, right? I mean, exercise can play a component, but really losing 15 pounds of fat, it's diet. Am I correct on that? That's where my focus should be. Uh, I'm going to say just partially correct because exercise is still very important. Um, 
Because one of the things you want to do, like most people to lose weight, if they're just looking at the food side of things, are going to try some way of cutting calories, right? And and that's great. But if you cut calories without really exercising, you run the risk of losing some lean body mass. So to avoid that, it's good to exercise and focus on the diet side at the same time. Okay. And when you say exercise, you mean strength, some sort of resistance or strength training? I would say all of the above, you know, obviously whatever you can do in the context of your work and, and life balance and all that, right. Um, and what you enjoy, but all of the above, um, walking, running, strength training, mixing and matching. All right. So. so this is kind of a mix of what I've learned on the podcast and what I've seen out in the real world. And I, I should come up with a better term than that. I should say on the internet, right? <laughs> yeah, um, the real world. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, that's as far from the real world as it gets. Um, okay. So I've, I've seen this. I've seen that you cannot gain muscle mass when you're in a caloric deficit. So like my first step to losing some of this body mass is to go into a caloric deficit, right? Be- below my base metabolic rate. Would you agree with that or not? Well, I would say below what you've been eating because oh, you know okay. I would think you're probably eating more calories than you've needed for the last five, six months. And that's one reason why you have some of the weight gain. So first, let's kind of target what are your caloric needs and eat to that. Um, and then adding you know the exercise just to make sure you're preserving lean body mass. Um, and then there's probably a third component I would I would add to that. So I remember you were uh, a proponent of time-restricted feeding to a certain degree, right? Yeah. Have you been doing that the last five, six months, or did that kind of go out the window as well? That went out the window. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) So I would say bring that back as well. Okay. And I think the combination of the three, um, you're going to see some pretty rapid changes because, you know, your body knows what it's like to be leaner as well. Okay. So kind of there's a memory thing going on there. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you're used to it. Psychologically, you're used to it, you know, where we're not asking you to do something that's brand new. You know what it is to eat healthy. You've done it before. Psychologically, you're comfortable with it. You're comfortable with exercise and you're comfortable with time-restricted feeding. Those are all things you've done in the past. So I think that makes your job easier. It's maybe a little harder if someone has not done any of those things and we're asking them to totally, you know, turn their lifestyle upside down. And you know, the good thing, Scott, it seems like you've got some pretty easy targets here. Like you said, you've identified you've been eating more sweets than you should. And just uh, the time-restricted eating has kind of got out the window. So, yeah, I agree. I, I don't think you'd want to go below your caloric needs, but it seems like you could definitely cut some calories down to those needs. Sure. So let me clarify. So I had a bod pod done one time, which is that thing that they put you in and they they check your body fat. And one of the numbers you get back with that is your base metabolic rate. So mine is about 1,700 calories a day, according to that. Okay. My interpretation of what to do with that information is that is the amount of calories my body burns if I did absolutely nothing. That's just to survive. If I sat in a chair for 24 hours a day, if I start adding some activity in, then that calorie level goes up. And it was always my impression to lose weight. What you want to do is you want to have a, a little bit less than that base metabolic rate. You want to consume a, f- a fewer calories in that. Thunder, is that true or not? Or really, truly for what I've done, it's just kind of a, eliminate what I've been doing that's got me here. Yeah, I wouldn't go below your basal metabolic rate or your resting metabolic rate recommendation of calories. I would uh, first focus on... Reducing the beer intake and 
the Reese peanut butter cup intake and, you know, things like that that are easy targets, right? That's low hanging fruit. Um, All right. And, and why would you not want to go below a base metabolic rate? Is there some reason for that? Yeah, th- there is. There is. There's actually a good metabolic reason for that. If you cut your calories too much, um, your body can also kind of defend against that calorie loss and it can reduce your metabolic rate even further, which would make it more difficult to lose weight. So to avoid that, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to cut your calories too much. You just want to cut out the offending things. And if you cut out the offending things, you are going to be reducing your calorie intake. It's just not going to go to a level that's low enough that we would worry about it interfering with your, with your resetting your, your BMR, your basal metabolic rate. And do you, do you as, a, as a nutritionist, would you also not recommend taking that base metabolic rate, figuring out like, because also on that BOD pod, it tells you like, if you're moderately active, this is probably how many calories you're burning. And that number might go up from my 1700 to like, what, 2000, 2100 calories a day. Right, right. It all depends on your activity levels. Yeah. Would you recommend trying to find that level and eating just below it or? That's a good place to start, but. But again, I guess what I would just focus on if I were you is, is I, wouldn't, I wouldn't cut out – I wouldn't go out of my way to cut out calories. I just cut out the things that, that I know are bad. Okay. Because again, doing that in itself may, may cut you know, 1,000 calories a week out of your diet, right? Mm. Like let's say you have you know, five beers a week. That's like 1,000 calories right there. Let's say you have a bag of Reese's peanut butter cups a week. A week. I'm not saying in a day, right? I'm giving you credit. Well, yeah, you are. A day would probably be close to accurate. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Like you do the math. Okay, maybe that's like another 2,000 calories. So so if in a week's time, you're reducing your caloric intake by two or 3,000 calories because you're not eating, you know, the, the, the bad stuff, okay, that's calorie reduction. And then you right. add to that the time-restricted feeding part of it. Um, maybe let's try to get all the calories in, in a 10 hour period or 11 hour period, and then start off on an exercise program. Give that a couple of weeks, give it two or three weeks and see how things work out because that may already get the weight loss going and you don't have to make any additional sacrifices. And okay. I know you won't be messing with your metabolic rate either. What Got I it. think is worse is to say, you know, slam on the dietary breaks. I'm eating, you know, 1200 calories a day and I'm going to hit the gym and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, how hard do you think you can hit the gym if you're in a semi-starvation state, you know, and what's that going to do to your metabolic rate? Is that a common mistake that people make? What we, what we just kind of outlined there, what I was heading towards? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that kind of uh, crash, you know, aggressive type rapid diet is a common mistake. You know, people do it either on their own by just deciding to cut calories like crazy, or then maybe they get sucked into some sort of, um, you know, diet plan from a book they read or a website they came across or something that advocates, you know, restriction of what you can eat and how much you can eat and things like that. So yeah, that's, that's been, you know, for, I don't know, decades or centuries, you know, people have been doing that. Yeah. And it seems too, Scott, you know, like Thunder said, if you're, if it's so difficult. Like I can't imagine just trying to drop down to calories, just like a low caloric intake like that. And I, I, again, you could maybe do it short term and then see some dramatic results, but certainly it's not sustainable. I, again, we've talked yeah, a lot about yeah. sustainability and it seems like it would just make sense just to say, Hey, this is what I can do. I feel good doing this. 
I can keep doing it and I'm sure you'll see results. Yeah, because I think part of the danger too could be if you go a little too drastic, you know, that might only last a couple of weeks, right? It might be just yeah. like, oh, I can't do this right. anymore. So you don't get that consistency, which is so important that we've talked about on the show, whether that's what you eat or uh, your exercise, right. you know, that consistency is super important. I have another question. So this is a thing I see on Instagram a lot, Thunder, and it comes back to this notion that you cannot lose body fat and gain muscle mass at the same time. Um, and it says that, however, that is possible if you up your protein intake during a caloric deficit. But I think we've already decided I'm not going into a caloric deficit, but I'm curious about that logic. Um, I, what I read was if you up your protein intake to 0.8 grams per pound, then you can eat less calories than you're burning and you would not lose and you could actually gain muscle mass. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah, I, I have heard that. I mean, there is some, there is some truth to it because um, to gain muscle mass involves, you know, resistance training exercise. And if you're going to do resistance training, okay, you do need a higher protein intake, right? That's known. So there is an element of truth to that. Um, so most of the time for people who do, um, you know, resistance training, depending on the intensity and the frequency and all that, you know, we'll recommend like maybe they increase their protein intake by like 50% or something. The other part of it though, it's hard to reduce your calorie intake that much and still gain muscle mass because you do need, you know, energy, you need calories, you know, to fuel the muscle, to, to fuel the process of, you know, muscle protein synthesis. So, so there's definitely like a balance of all that. Uh, like you need insulin, you know, to stimulate muscle protein synthesis. So, so I would say, you know, going back to your situation, uh, attacking that healthy diet, by definition, it would also make sure that you're getting enough protein. And if you want to increase it a little bit, that's totally fine. You know, and that's going to address that, making sure you're getting quality protein, but at the same time, you're cutting out, you know, the crap, the sugar and stuff, but you're still getting enough calories to allow your body to build muscle, you know, in response to that resistance exercise. Yeah. So cutting too much would probably get in the way of that. So we've talked in the past, like what the average person needs for protein. Refresh my memory what that was. Yeah. So, so in terms of kilograms and, you know, one kilogram is 2.2 pounds. So you can figure out the math, um, 0 0.8 grams of protein for, um, a kilogram of body weight is the general recommendation for, you know, like an average adult who has, you know, an average, you know, activity level, like a lower activity level. And, um, if you add exercise into the mix, then that recommendation progressively increases. So for example, for resistance training, um, you know, maybe 1.2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight is a good goal. So there's no specific hard and fast rule, but it would be looking at your own personal exercise situation uh, and then, you know, picking a target accordingly. For me, the downside, though, is trying to get in that amount of protein. It requires oh, yeah. you to eat yeah. a lot of food that's just like, how many chicken breasts can I eat, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you know, and then, and then as a result, you're, if you're eating more protein, you can't eat as many, you know, fruits and vegetables or carbohydrates as easily. So yeah. I mean, that, there's a downside for me. So like, I'd like to, I don't necessarily always think about optimizing, but I'd kind of like to optimize that because it's hard consuming large amounts of protein. But it seems though, because Scott, I've struggled with this as well, obviously being a vegetarian, I don't get meat sources of protein, but it seems, you know, Thunder, and you can help us out here too. There are a lot of other sources you can get. Like for me, 
it's a lot of, I mean, I, I do eat, I do eat a protein bar every day and I do have a protein drink, so I'm getting some protein there. Uh, but I eat eggs and there's a decent amount of protein there and I'm taking you up thunder on the smoothie thing. I am, yeah, I am a convert yeah. to the smoothie now, man. And, uh, using the uh, non-fat Greek yogurt in that, that's, that's a great source. So that's, that's where I'm getting my protein now. And I find that provides a decent amount of variety. So yeah, it seems to yeah. work. Yeah. And you know, Troy, you hit on so many good suggestions for Scott. Um, yeah, you can eat chicken breast, Scott, right? Actually chicken breast has a lot of protein. It has, depending on the size of your chicken breast, you know, maybe 40 to 55 grams of protein. So that's a lot. You know, if, if, if you weigh, you know, 80 kilos and you're shooting for like a gram and a half of protein per kilo body weight, you know, you're looking at 120 grams of protein a day. You may get 50 out of that 120 grams from just a chicken breast, right? So you're, so it's not always as much as you think. And then Troy had so many great suggestions have other ways to incorporate it. And I would, again, harp on the smoothie. You can put a scoop of your favorite protein powder and some Greek yogurt in a smoothie, and that would probably give you, you know, 30 grams of protein right there. So I hear it's 0.8 per pound, right? That's what I hear on the internet, not per kilogram. And that's a huge yeah. difference because 0.8 huge per pound difference. is 144 grams of protein. And yeah, that is hard to achieve. Yeah, that's day. hard to achieve. But the 1.2, which is about 100 grams of protein, that's that's really not that tough. Yeah, um, when you do the kilograms, it makes all the difference in the world. Now I can I can consider doing a vegetarian diet. I don't have to eat chicken breast all the time. I, that's an achievable number. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, um, if you can spread out your protein intake across your meals, that's also beneficial. So, so that's something to keep in mind. So if that's, if we're going to shoot like for 25 grams of protein is the amount we're going for in each meal, that would need, mean if you're looking to gain muscle mass and you're, you want to do that through exercise, you want to like have four meals in a day with 25 grams in each meal. Now for your purposes, you know, you're trying to lose weight and you're not maybe necessarily looking for maximal, you know, muscle building. You just want to preserve what you have. Then maybe you don't have to worry about it as much. So I would say in the context of like time restricted feeding, shoot for like 10 hours of eating, shoot for three meals, try to get, you know, around 30 or so grams of protein in each meal and incorporate your exercise routine. And I'm assuming saying that your exercise routine is not going to be a, you know, hammering in the gym for three hours a day, uh, six days a week, lifting weights. I think that's another mistake people can make too. And I'm not making that mistake because I don't want to work out three hours a day, you know? Yeah. Um, plus also, you know, we go in the gym and we're like, oh, I got to lose this weight. So I got to really, you know, pound the weights. And then that's not sustainable because it's not fun for me because I've tried to lift the heavy weight and then I feel terrible and I actually start getting weaker. And I just decided that's not what I'm after anymore. I'm just after doing this to stay healthy, right? I'm not after it yeah. to look like Arnold anymore. Well, we yeah. got to hear from Mitch because Mitch, you said you're in the same boat. Is any of this like hitting home? Is this is this just like stuff relevant to Scott? Because Scott, I know you love numbers. I know you love counting calories. Yeah. I'm curious, Mitch. I, as someone who has consistently struggled with their weight his entire life, I was kind of a little chunkier when I was younger. I thinned out when I got tall, and then got fat again when I was in a relationship where breakfast in bed was going to Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, and a Beto's burrito, because um, nice. who knew that you could go to multiple fast food chains if you wanted the <laughs> perfect breakfast? That sounds um, awesome. 
I know it sounds awesome, but no, it was a bad, bad habit. I'm glad I'm out of that relationship. But when I hear that kind of stuff, it's weird to me because I, I have been doing a lot of big changes to my diet. I have counted calories in the past. I do meal prep. I do everything I possibly can. And I, I, I still can't lose the weight. And so when I heard the question I wanted to ask earlier, um, Thunder, was when you said, as someone who has been there before, you're telling Scott one piece of advice. For someone like me, who's never really, I have been trying to get down to 180 my entire life, right? I, I, it's, and it's, it's still still a struggle. What do you, if someone's doing okay with most of everything, but still not losing weight, what do you tell to them? Well, I would try to look at the bigger picture for one thing, because the main reason why, you know, health professionals like Troy and others would say, you, you know, you have to control your body weight, right? Don't get too fat. The main reason is to prevent chronic disease, um, now we have, you know, from a societal psychological standpoint, we have other reasons we like to be skinny, right? Because we think it looks mm-hmm. good and it's attractive and all that. But um, the main biological reason is is avoiding chronic disease. Now, having said that, um, there is a weight range that's associated with reduced risk of chronic disease, and you can actually find this in in different, you know, height and weight tables and charts and things like that. So. It's a long-winded way of getting back to your question and saying, if your body weight falls within that realm of reduced risk of chronic disease, I would say that, you know, the main box is checked. You know, you're in the lower risk category for, you know, diabetes and and other obesity-related diseases. What you're really looking for is like more that um, societal acceptance of body weight. And, And that's tougher, but it's not, you know like medically harmful. Do you understand where I'm going with that, Mitch? Yes, but I guess that's that's the thing. Let me do math real quick. You probably don't want to hear that. (laughs) I hear all of that, Thunder, but that's my question is that I get all of these tests done. I have a, I really interact with my health more than I ever have in my entire life. I'm getting my cholesterol checked. I'm getting everything checked. But, 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 my current BMI is 30.3, right? Okay. And so, so you're when in the range where it's a health thing, potentially. Yes. And that did is what cal- is very. Are you sure you calculated that correctly, Mitch? Sure did. I triple checked it. Um, What's your height? 6'1. And your weight's 180? 230. 230. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was about right. Troy just the, the yeah. number one sin. He I tried know. to guess his weight. Yeah. <laughs> your weight's so, 180? Oh, oh, oh. I heard 180, I but you're trying to get down to 180. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get yeah. down to 180. Yeah. Um, but How to go old back, is she? Right. I, right. <laughs> you just right. don't guess. Yeah. So I guess that's the kind of thing is that all the tests are saying that my blood level, my cholesterol levels and everything are just fine. And but every single doctor visit I go to, the little system automatically lets the doctor know to remind me that like, you should probably lose some weight. But I'm eating. I'm I haven't been exercising as much as I did in the past, but I am getting back into it. Like, am I really unhealthy? Or am I just fat? (laughs) So long term, you know, right now, you're a fairly young man. Um, As you get older, 
um, the weight will be more of an issue when it comes to those numbers you're talking about, cholesterol, sugar, and so forth. So yeah, I guess it is best to get ahead of it and and try to lose the weight now. Um, so I would, some things I would point you towards, uh, you know, we also talked about with Scott, have you tried the time-restricted feeding approach? Um, that would be one thing. Okay. Um, that would be, uh, if you haven't tried that, I would try that. And then uh, I would, I guess I would also look at, um, you know, it'd be nice to do like a dietary analysis on you to see exactly, you know, what is your average intake? You know, what, how many calories are you eating? What is your nutrient status? How many grams of carbs and so yeah. forth are you eating? And I, I mean, that would be a, that would be the place to start. I'll just send you my last four weeks of calorie counting that I've been doing, and we can ex- explore as to why I'm still putting weight on. So you've been keeping a journal, like a four calorie months. journal, on what you've been eating for months. Yeah, for months. Wow. <laughs> Well, what I would actually say, Mitch, have you ever done a dietary analysis, like using software to analyze your diet? No, I haven't. Just the calorie counting. So since you're already like so into keeping a log of what you eat in calories, doing an analysis is actually pretty simple. What you do is you just keep a journal of all the food and, and beverages do you consume, and you have to make sure you get your portions correct. And then, um, say, keep a four-day dietary record or something, or a five-day dietary record. And then use uh, diet analysis software. You enter in all those foods and the amounts, and it'll spit out your average daily calorie intake, the amount of all the different nutrients you're eating, the grams of fat, grams of carb, grams of protein, grams of added sugar, et cetera. Very detailed analysis. So, and, um, and you know, we do these in some of the classes I teach, but I think there's also online um, diet analysis software as well that you could access. Okay. So I would say that would be a great starting point. Let's really see what your okay. intake is instead of just guessing that it's good or that it's bad. Sure. And do you have an idea of like your sugar intake per day, like added sugars? It's super duper low. I it's super low. My, wow. I, I make all my foods these days. <laughs> wow. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's... I don't know. It's one of the things that I have trouble with when I see things online. And sometimes when we have these types of discussions and stuff is it's just like, I guess I'm obese, you know, <laughs> and like, I, yeah. I don't think I look obese. I don't think I, you know, is BMI real or whatever. And then it's like, I'm maybe the analysis is what I need to do. But it's just like, I've weighed my food to make sure my portions are right. I've switched to different lower versions of one thing or another. I mean, it's I've, I'm trying. And I don't seem to be making much progress. Mitch, have you have you ever done a body composition test? No. I keep putting off getting in one of those bod pods. I think you need to do that as well. Um, okay. Because uh, the BMI is a reflection of body weight for your height, for your stature. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really discriminate, you know, if that extra body weight is muscle or fat. And it kind of goes back to what we were joking around, joking about, you know, oh, you mean it's not muscle? <laughs> But, you know, joking aside, there are some people that just naturally are more muscular for their stature. So why don't we do a body composition to see where you're at with that, you know, as part of the overall assessment? Okay. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. 
I think it would be important to know. I think I need to, something's not working. You sound super frustrated. I, well, yeah. And I don't, I feel like I'm now taking over the episode. It's like Scott's feeling fat. And then it's like, no. Yeah, yeah you, you no. did. It was supposed to be about me to make it. Mitch made it about himself. So that's no, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Well, Scott, yours, yours sounds like you've got some low hanging fruit. Like you've got some easy stuff. Like hearing Mitch's story, I'm frustrated too. I'm just like, wow, what do you do? I know. Yeah, um, exactly. I'm, yeah. But, I, but the dietary analysis, something with a dietitian, like Thunder said, the bod mm-hmm. pod, those all sound like great ways to go next. And I think we probably have people listening who are in both boats who are like, yeah, I mean, too much sugar. Like I could cut that. And then yeah. people maybe who are in your situation, Mitch, were just like, hey, I'm doing it. I'm doing time-restricted eating. I'm not taking in extra sugars. And they're still just not losing the weight. So it's nice to know where to go from there. And is yeah. there a troubleshooting kind of, is there kind of a, pro- it's not called troubleshooting, I don't think, but is there a <laughs> process? Is there a process, Thunder, that you would then go through for somebody who's uh, in a situation like Mitch? Like the next step does sound like do a nutrition analysis and uh, get a bod pod. With that information, where would you go from there? Yeah, there's definitely like a process. So different, you know, like a diet, like a good dietitian, you know, could take you through that. Like at the University of Utah, we have peak health and fitness that also does like fitness testing and bod pod and they can recommend you to a dietitian. So they help people get this sort of data to, so they, so a plan can be crafted to, to let them meet their goals. So yeah, there's like a process, but you know, you find out, you know, what's your nutrient intake, what's your requirements, what's your basal metabolic rate, what's your body composition. And then you, you go from there. I have one last question for you, Thunder. Uh, and this is for, you know, people like me that kind of have an idea of how many carbs they might be uh, consuming or fat. Is there a percentage of my calories that you would recommend be carbs or just eat the number of grams of protein I need and then fill in the rest with good fats and carbohydrates or what should that breakdown look like? Yeah. So, so generally, so I'm just, I'm just going to give you some super general um, carbohydrate windows and there is a lot of customization that can be built into it depending on your exercise and your preferences and all that. But but like if half of your calories come from carbs, that's plenty. You know, the others you can fill in from fats and proteins. If less than half come from carbs, you know, 40, 45% is totally fine also. And, and, I, and I will add, I wanted to give one other like thought just to keep in mind, you know, for, for, for you, especially Scott, because you, you're in a situation where you've had kind of, you know, is gradual weight gain and now you're all like ready to lose it. Um, Oh, yeah. gaining, ga- gaining weight took a while, right? It didn't happen in three, three or four weeks. It took like five, six months, right? I'm not following for your Jedi mind trick. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> yes. I'm saying patience, young Jedi. <laughs> You're not going to lose all the weight you want in three weeks, right? All right, it, was, all right. it was fun to gain weight. You took your time with it. Everyone had a great time. Now you got to be patient with the weight loss. It may, it may take, um, you know, may take a couple, three months. All right. I'll be patient. Uh, do you have any final questions, Mitch? Any final thoughts, reflections? Maybe just maybe like the general approach and advice is not working for me. And I need to go talk to someone who knows stuff and get tested and figure it out. And I need to get over the idea that I can just fix it myself. <laughs> and maybe I need a little bit of help. 
All right, well, we'll follow up, Mitch. You and I. Yeah, yeah, we can. We've got. Sounds like we have two different situations. So, (laughs) sure. um, You know, in a few weeks, I'll report back and let you know how uh, things went. I'm going to take the balanced approach that Thunder suggested. I'm not going to go into some sort of caloric deficit, which I think is the natural reaction anytime people want to lose weight. I'm going to admit that it takes some time. I'm also being kind that I uh, ate a lot of Reese's, as you like to say, Thunder. I think that's cute that you call them Reese's instead of Reese's. But anyway, <laughs> that, yeah. um, you know, I ate a lot of those and sometimes coming off sugar can be really hard, right? So like the first couple of weeks, uh, eat generally healthy. And if I have a couple of those, that's fine. Uh, some people might not work that way. They might have to just cut it out completely, but I'll take that balanced approach. I'll try to exercise every day and we'll see where I end up. Yeah. And if you have any extra beer in the house you want to get rid of, just send it to me. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for listening and Thunder, especially you're just such a big hearted guy to help me out like that. Thanks for caring about men's health. Great talking to you guys. Thanks for talking about men's health too. 